Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. She just said it, dude. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Ola Brewski. Welcome back to podcast number 53, ladies and gentlemen. 54. 54. Hey, dude, I'm allowed to be off by one, and that's why you're here. It's necessary. You need to be here to correct me. We uh, each have each other's backs and often uh, correct each other. Sometimes incorrectly correct, but, you know. We put we a little do. hot yogurt on your back, dude. <laughs> Go on. The, the night's a baby, right? <laughs> yeah, the night's a poppy, dude. For crying the out loud. Poppy. The night's a poppy. Yeah. You can see us on the uh, World Wide Web, ladies and gents, at thevocalminority.net. Uh, communicate with the program. See some of our socials there and spread us like a virus, for crying out loud. That's right. Spread it like a Saturday night. You know what I mean? Yeah. We always appreciate it. Gentlemen, uh, I came across an article that I thought, oh, wow, that's kind of interesting because uh, I feel like especially in the last few years uh, with like the Black Lives Matter movement and stuff like that, we're learning a lot about people that we thought once were heroes and maybe they were on in some capacity, but uh, their bad outweighs their good. This is a tricky one, because there's a lot of historical figures, and when you dig deep into their resume, they've been up to some shenanigans. Part of it is maybe they're bad. Part of it is a sign of the times they were living in. Certainly yeah. a lot of musicians that we all know and love, that as you find out more about them, they may not be the best people. So, <laughs> One of my uh, philosophies in life in general is that pl- I, I hope you don't judge me on my worst day. You know, sure. uh, and if I expect that from people, I think you got to look at people and be like, oh, if they once did it and then they didn't anymore and then they died. Yeah, I could get past that. But if they were actively doing it, I have a harder time. Yeah, it depends. Was it a blip on the radar? Was it an ongoing thing? You know, yeah. I, to me, like when someone dies. If you haven't been talking about their shenanigans forever, then don't bring it up now. Like they're dead. Can't we look at the highlights of their life? I mean, can't talk about themselves. Like yeah, I'm not talking about like the iconically bad people. I'm just talking about like uh, Winston Churchill died, and everyone's like, you know, oh, but that one thing he did back in the night. Like on the other side of that, though, you ever see when there's like some criminal that dies, and they're like, oh, but you don't. He did this good thing and that good thing. <laughs> he fed and, people and, on Sundays. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah it exactly. depends what but, you're known for. If you're known for being Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, well, yeah. you know, that's your best known thing. But yeah. if you're the Queen of England and you're known for all these good things. Do we have to nitpick and go and find the bad? What about some of these, uh, you know, generals that were pulling the statues down? Agree or disagree? Well, again, what are you known for? If you have a statue of yourself being a Confederate Army general, well, no, (laughs) not a good person. Exactly. Uh, The first one on the list, uh, I've got a list I'm going to read to you guys, BT dubs. 17 historical figures idolized by society, but truly horrible people. Mm, well, let's judge if they're truly horrible people. That's a different category than wouldn't it be. Yeah, that's right. All right. And they do talk about Winston Churchill here. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, you think he's a good guy. Throughout history, individuals have uh, attained fame, adoration, and even idolization for their achievements or perceived virtues. However, the truth behind their public image often revealed a much darker side. Mm. 
let's talk about the disturbing reality of Winston Churchill, the brave bulldog with bitter beliefs. Winston Churchill is admired worldwide for his powerful speeches, but that motivated Britain during the tough Winston Churchill times. The Battle of Britain. I mean, let's let's think about who he was fighting against. Yeah. You know, yeah, his stubborn uh, belief in racial hi- hierarchies and decisions leading to the Bengal famine of 1943 caused millions of deaths in India. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I mean, do we hate him? No, we don't. He caused a <laughs> famine, dude. We don't hate him. That was in my history book. Well, I don't know. well but the other, th- the other thing, too, is, this, is that things that weren't I, in I your think, history book. I think, you know, fighting against Hitler and yeah. And who also killed millions of people. You're just giving him an even slate. He's just, at, you know, he did least, good and at, bad. Well, at least on that. All right. All right. So and this is my point. Like, you know, what's the good? What's the bad? And what are you most known for? And what have we all been talking about? Nobody brought up killing millions of people in India until the guy died. I mean, so. Maybe they did, though, dude. We're just finding uh, history that's been omitted uh, from the books, you know. I would assume India was talking about it, but uh, no one else was. And I guess my point is, is what was this person held up to society for? Because that's all we really know about these people. So you start to look at someone like Churchill positively for the positive things he did, like, you know, fighting Hitler and stuff like that. But why is it so hard for us to say, well, the guy did some good, he did some bad? Well, what's the point now when someone dies? Like if there's a historic figure still out there right now, like if this comes out about Obama and we all start talking about him, then, okay, this is now current events. The guy's live. We're debating, dissecting. But once somebody dies, like just let it die. You can remember the good about what? No one ever stands (laughs) at the funeral and is like, hey, my mom was a great person, except for the fact that she was a raging alcoholic. A hundred. You're talking about family, dude. This is somebody that is in the public eye, which you of all people think of your you're in the public eye. You're in the public eye. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. You're in the public eye. Yeah. It's different than saying, yeah, my dad was kind of a dirt bag. God rest his soul. You know, like uh, these are people that killed. Uh, he started a famine, dude. He killed okay. thousands what? and thousands of people. What's the upside to the famine? Come on. Save food. Well, uh, okay. So <laughs> they don't have so any. I'm, I'm going to ask. I'm going to give you a name, Nick. And you, you tell Please. me what you what, Okay, Mahatma Gandhi. Okay, Gandhi did. What about? I don't know Amazing. everything there is you could, to know about you could, him. You can't say anything bad about Gandhi, right? Like I wouldn't. He, I wouldn't know if you could. Not the best okay. fashion sense. Well, no. I mean, besides that, he was a misogynist who regularly raped young girls and made them sleep in bed with him. And I've got the article right here in front of me. Regularly, like this was a, a regular thing, huh? How yeah. Why do we not he, know about these things? That's he's the a rape artist, dude. Now uh, now that we know that he's a rape artist, how do we feel about Gandhi? Yeah, he did some good. He did some bad, from what I understand. Well, I, they, they say they call him the Mahatma. And uh, Bruski just was, told us. <laughs> it's an article. Just told us. It's, it's an article that came out in Outlook India, which is uh, we one don't of believe the, the alien articles, but we believe the uh, Mahatma Gandhi was raping everyone. Article. You are comparing now. You are comparing aliens to Indians, dude. Yeah. I mean, uh, these oh, that's are, racist. Sorry, I didn't mean we that. yes, I believe them. So read the article one more time for the people in the back, Bruski. It says here that he's a he was a misogynist who raped young girls and regularly made them sleep in bed with him. Was this an era in life, and then he reformed and became the spiritual leader we all know about, or was this going on through the course of his entire life? And just no, went on his whole life. 
His whole life, Steve. Well, I mean, this the, the question this raises to me is why did why was this all stuff not talked about while these people were alive and current? Why was no one prosecuted for causing think, famines and raping girls and like? Well, I th- I think there are some people that get away with certain things because of who they are. Jeffrey Epstein yeah. did. Well, but we talked about that while he was alive. So, and that's what he's best known for nowadays because of us talking about it. So. I don't know. I just when people die, I just I, 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 I go with the side of focus on the good and move on from the bad and don't go digging it up once they're dead. Dig it up while they're alive and make it a current event story. And then you I'll don't want to dishonor them. their death. Is that what you're afraid of? It's just the bad timing of it all. Somebody is dead now. So try to focus on the good. If that's what they were known for. Gandhi was obviously known as being a good person. If uh, Churchill was known as being good. You know, when Epstein died. No, they were already known well, to be dirtbags. What if somebody well, dies? And then 20 years later, Aunt uh, Shirley pops up and was like, oh, you know, Gandhi used to rape me all the time. Can we talk about it then? You know, listen, we can talk about it, but do we take Gandhi out of the history books because of that? No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Well, what I'm saying, though, is, is that I think there are, there are a lot of people out there that we either know or we block out things that we find unpleasant we want sure. to remember them a, a particular way well Nick, I, mean, I noticed you have not dropped michael jackson's music from our radio station so right. what's your take on this kind of stuff uh yeah it's a tough one i think that if they were doing the thing that we're all mad about or that's a an atrocity while they're alive yeah. you know they never stopped then I got a problem with them. I suppose they died a bad person. In we, we knew about Michael's shenanigans. I know I lost the famous bets and all that about him getting off in court, but still, everyone knew he was up to no good. I don't. I mean, he was been cleared of all charges, though. And if you believe in your legal system at all, you have to believe that, right? I don't anymore. But um, <laughs> besides that, uh, my point is, when Michael Jackson was alive, we were all talking about his shenanigans and finding the hidden rooms at Neverland Ranch and all that. So it's not just didn't just come up after he died years and years later. Stephen, what about Coco Chanel, the fashion queen who revolutionized women's style, gave the Coco world Chanel. Coco yeah. Chanel. I know yeah. next to nothing about her, good or bad, but I assume any fashionista was probably bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chanel number no. five was her perfume she created that people will, you know, love forever. She uh, had a sinister side to her as well. She used her high profile during World War II to willingly collaborate with the Nazis. Clearly, glamour and fame can sometimes cloak darker deeds. Was she trying to make him smell better? What the hell was she doing? Well, I mean, she wouldn't be the only person in the fashion world that did that. Karl Lagerfeld, he actually designed the black uniforms that the SS wore. The Nazis? Yes. Yeah. This is my point, I kind of, that, you know, I uh, I don't hold Coco Chanel in, in high regard, so you're not deflating my image of her. I didn't know much about yeah. her to begin with. But. but a lot of people do. Coco Chanel. John Wayne is an adored symbol <laughs> of rugged masculinity of the golden ages of Hollywood. Would you agree? I would agree that's his perception. Uh, I've heard a lot of shenanigans about all those uh, Brat Pack era dudes. No, Rat Rat. You talk about Rat Pack. Rat Pack, sorry, not the 80s. The Rat Pack, yes. <laughs> well, but, and by the way, we can play six degrees of uh, Brewski with uh, John Wayne. Oh, we can. How many can degrees we? will it take? I suppose we could We could call it three if we really wanted to, but right. it's, te- it's technically one. Uh, so that my ex, the Jen, John Wayne is her grandfather's cousin. His wow. real name, his real name was Marion Morrison. Yeah, that's true. And her grandfather 
Walter Frederick Morrison, who, by the way, invented the Frisbee. <laughs> That's a better contribution. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hippies, hippies all over the world, you know, owe thousands of hours or millions of hours of, uh, of leisure time to uh, Walter Frederick Morrison. Yeah, this day in history. This is good. Yeah. Well, so, okay, yes. so what, what John Wayne do? Uh, he was not as heroic off screen. His public uh, comments showed that he held prejudiced views against black and indigenous people. Despite his on screen persona, Wayne's real life beliefs were in stark contrast. Hmm. So he was playing a character, ladies and gentlemen. Well, Duke Condo. I mean, yeah, this is the this is a character he created, and you fell in love with it. So, do you love his character? Not so much him. Maybe so. I don't know. But it seems like a lot of you people back then were like that. This next one on the list, uh, I I don't know. I guess it cut me close uh, because I do have admiration for this person, Mother yeah. Teresa, the caring saint with uh, oh controversial care. Did you know? Oh it? boy. You Wait, know somebody it, involved me? in the church has a shady background, or was up this to is family? Mother Teresa, dude? Mm. I mean, I mean, you are. Uh, well, I didn't do. Well, what I do we call you? Are you an atheist? Is that truth? Uh, I think I'm agnostic, technically. Okay, because I believe an agnostic... in a higher power. Just uh, atheists believe in nothing. I believe. Okay. Yes. Uh, as an agnostic, you know who Mother Teresa is, yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with her uh, street cred. Her second album. <laughs> She's constantly like, hey, I'm no Mother Teresa, right? Because we hold her in high regard. Right. Uh, she was known as a selfless humanitarian. Mother Teresa dedicated her life to helping the poor in India. Yet her mission was, was helping contra- Gandhi rape people in India. <laughs> <laughs> her mission was controversial due to criticism of poor medical practices. She also emphasized people's pain uh, over curing disease and allowed many people to suffer unnecessarily. Yeah, it's about time someone took Mother Teresa down well, the peg. Quite frankly. <laughs> it hurts you know my though, soul, dude. But, but you know what, though, Nick? That's actually it's a tenet of a lot of religions, including Catholicism, which is if you're sick and you're suffering, yeah. you cannot take yourself out. You cannot take your life because then you're giving up. And you're not, you know, allowing, you know, it's your life to play sin. out as, as, as God would intend it to be. Yeah. Which I is think it. is bull crap, but that's just me. Cardinal like, sin, oh, dude. Allow me to defend Mother Teresa for a moment. Uh, that sounds like nitpicking. The, the medical practices were questionable. That was the main beef there. She's out uh, trying to do good work, but. Didn't have the resources or knowledge? What I mean. She was not, uh, so many people were going to die and suffering and great pain, and she did not, you know, take that on. She just let them live out their natural life in a lot of pain, and people are persecuting her for that. So she, she could have solved all this if she just made one call to Jack of Warkin, is what you're saying. Yes, yes. Uh, no, she gets, she gets a pass. Nothing Nazi related there, like everyone else. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about our friend Thomas Jefferson, the founding father with flawed foundations? Listen, the founding fathers, it's a complicated topic because it's the classic good versus bad. Like, obviously, we want to, you know, hold the uh, principles of the people that started our country and wrote the Declaration and Constitution. Uh, You know, obviously, (laughs) there's good things there. But, yeah, I mean, we've at the time, none of this stuff obviously would have been called out because it was just completely commonplace. But, yeah, I think it's okay to teach this side of history. You know, yeah, sure. boning yeah. and misogynistic and multiple wives and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's got to be taught, dude. 
Yeah, I, I think I it's will, okay to highlight, but that doesn't uh, mean we should not be talking about the Founding Fathers, obviously. Do you ever think that you might hear about one John Lennon on this list? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Mm, no. Oh, really? Uh-oh. Okay. I didn't. First in one of my bubbles. John Lennon. I so far, like, none of this has burst a bubble. Like, I understand people have done some bad things, and it's okay to talk about it, but should they be taken off the statue or something? So far, I'm saying no. But John Lennon, uh, one of the legendary Beatles, obviously, inspired millions with his songs of peace and love. Sure. However, he gave us Yoko Ono. That is a, a negative he did. So. He didn't give us Yoko oh. Ono. He asked us to <laughs> accept Yoko Ono, which, you know, if you loved him enough, you did it. Can, can I say something about Yoko Ono here? If you saw pictures of her from the 60s, yeah. she had a hell of a rack and a, a banging beef. A banging beef? I saw a movie oh. called that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking? Where did you see hot? her beef? Oh, my God. There's nude pictures of her, of her and John naked together. You are see, you just you... talking about her pube patch? Yes. All right. That's not her beef, dude. Yes, it's called a beaver. Yes, it's a beef. It's just a pube patch. You're oh, just talking God. about the front of the pie. <laughs> right? Well, I didn't get to I didn't get to see the inside or anything like that, unfortunately. <laughs> but you know, I mean, well, you're not talking about any lip service. I mean, you're not right. No, nothing, not, nothing like that. No. Yeah. Although I'll tell you, she actually had a pretty decent rack on her too for for her frame. You know. No. Well, God right. love Yoko Ono, dude. Let it All be. Right. Okay, just let it be. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, John Lennon did give us Yoko Ono or asked us to accept her. However, he openly admitted to being physically violent towards women in his past. He had a troubled relationship with his first wife and son, with both of them criticizing his behavior in later years. It's a sad reminder that even great artists can have a hidden dark side to them. So he was a wife beater? Is that what they're saying? Yes. Used to be. Hmm. Interesting. It sounds like he had moved past it. Yeah. I mean, maybe she had a comment, though. I mean, really. You sound like God. He's been telling that joke for years, and I thought, oh, well, this year he won't be able to do it anymore. But he continues. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to stop me. So, Uh, you know, uh, is that enough to uh, downplay his entire musical legacy and, you know, let, you know, give peace a chance and all that stuff? Gave us happy Christmas. War is over. I mean, doesn't it kind of, I don't know, I mean, fly in the face of the whole piece of love thing if you're beating up your old lady it does but also you know this whole forgiveness evolution can people evolve and change can sure, people right i get, it. Wrongs, that whole I get it i get it yeah, yeah. you know it, obviously if he'd continue to do it then uh, not good and i'm not saying it's good he did it in any period in time but um does it uh is it enough to uh, outweigh the uh, everything else he's ever contributed to society if you've atoned can you be forgiven right yeah, I've heard tons and tons and tons about John Lennon. I've never heard that mentioned. So it's, it sucks when it's somebody that uh, on some in some capacity you care about, you know, that you uh, think, oh, well, when I finally interviewed somebody from the Dave Matthews band, it was Boyd Tinsley, who I respect as a great artist. But right. I got him after he had basically been kicked out of the band. And no, 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 you got him right band. before that, because I blamed you for getting him fired. <laughs> Did I really? Uh, 
he was talking about his project. He, maybe you're right. He was I doing think a he side was doing project. Both. Yes. He came by the area, and so we, we hooked Nick up with the interview through the radio station because it's a member of the Dave Matthews band. But, yeah, that was right before him. Uh, what was he accused of? Raping women or just molesting? Yeah, Not raping, assault. but sexual assault in, yeah. uh, on men and women. I Mostly men because Equal I Equal opportunity, I see. That persuasion. But, um, that was good of him. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I was so let down, dude. I was like, of course, dude. Of course now. No, Nick got to interview him, and then everything unraveled for the poor guy. So. Nick, you got him fired? Yeah, this is Steve told me. And everyone still complained. Where's our violin? Where's our violin? Right. Listen, I've had some people point out that, you know, Stan Lee, he was accused of some sexist behavior in the old office workplace. And I'm like, really? A man in the 1950s was sexist in the workplace? Uh, I'm right. shocked. <laughs> and just BT dubs, dude. I mean, I'm going to give you a newsflash. If we go back and deep dive into my history as a 47-year-old man, you're going to find things that I would uh puke over now oh i said oh, that yeah. i can't believe that you know yeah. I, I have my things so me too deep yeah. dive two episodes back on this thing and i'd probably be embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> five minutes ago right. uh what do we think uh yay or nay on alfred hitchcock a good man somebody you adore and admire uh, clearly I like a his, twisted mind i would assume i like his work yeah, his nail-biting thrillers. Uh, however, he was notorious as well for his abusive treatment of uh, actresses. In particular, he sexually harassed actresses like Tippi Hedren. Hedren. Despite his clear cinematic genius, his cruel off-screen behavior damaged his legacy now and forever. So, yeah, he used to uh, rough women up on set. Yeah, but he's known for being having a twisted mind. I mean, that's where all of his great works came from. So I never had him on the uh, St. Teresa or even a John Lennon give peace a chance sort of level. I assume there were some skeletons in that closet. Sure. Some of these people, we think that, right? Well, like Christopher Columbus pops up on the list, and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, duh. Yeah. Like, come yeah. on, dude. What are we talking about here? Do I don't know that I adore you ever, Christopher Columbus. Not at all. Although, I will tell you this. Here in, in Boston, they have Indigenous Peoples Day. The uh, Italian folks over in the North End lose their ever-loving crap. Over Columbus Day or what? Yes, because... Yeah, he was a great Italian, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's why we're all calling it now Indigenous People Day, dude. Come on. Well, in yeah. certain parts of the country. Here in California, yeah, I assume Washington yeah. State, uh, you know, but in some parts of this country, no, they, they honor Columbus just because they don't want to give up on the past. And, and he's a good example of somebody who was revered forever, and then we found out enough stuff that that seems to have taken him down far enough that we well, got rid of his day. Plus, he was famous for getting lost. I mean, really. Well, the, that, and also, you, you ended up in someone else's yard, and then you put a flag <laughs> in a yard and say, right. I'm claiming this right here. What so. year did he sell the ocean blue? 1492. This this next one on my list uh, kind of hurts too, and but I think I already knew it. Elvis Aaron Presley, rock and roll king with a rotten move. Yeah. Well, what are they saying about him? Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, uh, yet in his personal life included a relationship with a 14 year old when he was 24 while on tour. Presley frequently met underage girls and slept with them. After divorcing his first wife, Priscilla Presley, the rock and roll singer began a relationship with a 14-year-old girl. He liked him young, and he didn't hide it, and we just sat by and watched because he's a king of rock and roll, baby. Well, Jerry Lee Lewis and Chuck Berry, I mean, what was up with that? I'm not excusing it, but there were some 
widely accepted thing that it was okay to be banging your 14-year-old cousin or whatever. Where are these people from, Stephen? Deep yeah. down in the South. <laughs> exactly. You know, and, you know, let's, let's remember that it was, I don't know if they've even changed it, but the age of consent in states like Maryland is like 13 or 14 years old. Yeah. Now, I've always been mystified at, uh, by that whole phenomenon and that, uh, that somehow just in the mod, they knew about it back then and everyone gave them a pass. So it almost seems unfair to take the pass back now. But obviously, it's deeply twisted, especially when it's your cousin like Jerry Lee Lewis. I mean, that's. Well, yeah. we'll go back to the Gandhi thing. He was doing it to his grandniece. Yeah. Oof. No, it's crazy. Yeah. And you bang your cousin, you end up with an STD called Great Balls of Fire. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to get it in. Hey, it's an oldies reference, kids. Google it. Uh, Charles Dickens, the storyteller with a sad family tale. I mm. don't even know that I care about Charles Dickens, dude. I understand oh. and appreciate your writings, but I don't ever think about Charles Dickens. Do you? Uh, not the person by any means, no. And his most famous story, he killed a little boy. So he probably is kind of twisted, well, right? <laughs> well, I believe that that story, A Christmas Carol, was written because somebody in his family died and it needed. To, he sold that story to pay for the funeral of that person. Hmm. Yeah, I, don't you read his story to your kids every year, Steve? No, uh, the night before Christmas. Not oh, Christmas okay, all right, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, apparently Charles Dickens. Uh, the truth is that he treated his own family really poorly. He was known as having a lot of empathy for the poor in all of his work, but he treated his uh, family really poor. He left his wife for a much younger woman, blocking his children from seeing their mother. So that hey, kids, this is your new mommy. Good Dickens. Move, Good move. <laughs> Dickens supported. Uh, Indian genocide and tried to have his wife committed to a mental asylum so he could have an affair. And when that didn't work, he was just bailed. Well, he couldn't <laughs> divorce back then, so you had to come up with other plans. So. Jeez, I mean, Listen, I assume novelists from that era were all either on heroin or raving alcoholics or whatever it was. So never held him in high regards. And, and yeah, Christmas Carol is kind of a twisted story, quite frankly. You kill the poor little crippled kid. Yeah, but it's a, no, but, that's, but it's, it's a story of redemption, though. Mm, for the rich white man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Henry Ford, the automotive pioneer. Oh boy, yep. Yeah, he was not the great dude that maybe you think he was. I mean, we appreciate your contribution to society, Mister Ford. Um, he, of course, came up uh, and made accessible the Model T, or we wouldn't be having cars like we do today. Unfortunately, he had a dark side. He supported anti-Semitism and was part of a mutual admiration society with Adolf Hitler. Oh, yeah, wow. him and Charles Lindbergh. He I also did not w- know that. And why? Yeah. why yeah, now we got Hitler back in the story again. Right. He also endorsed fascism in America and spied on his workers in their homes. Wow. And also, he, he was a proponent of eugenics, too. Oh, boy. And he made crappy cars to break down constantly. So, found wow. on road dead, fix a repair daily. I get it. I got my Ford out of the uh, shop last week, and I have to put it back in for a different problem now. Oh. I will tell you, I've had one Ford in my you know car resume, and that thing broke down all the freaking time. So yep. I, 
I think the you know the knock against them is probably pretty true, but you know I came from Michigan, the Detroit area, and Henry Ford, you know, the museum there and the Assembly of Line model. I mean, obviously he's held in high regards, and no, I don't, I don't hear any of that crap uh, ever. But uh, boy, anytime you associate with Hitler, that one's uh, that is hard to get over. So yeah, no, I think yeah, that's worth he, talking about. He was actually one of the the leading proponents of um, keeping the United States out of World War II. Oh, yeah. He actually would use his influence to speak to senators and other politicians mm. to leave Germany alone. Isolationism. Just let them figure that out for themselves. It's not our business. And it's another it, guy who had great power at that time. I mean, with uh, his inventions and everything else, spouting this stuff off. And people feel like they need to listen to him because he's contributing something so great to our world. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah dangerous it's How come a dangerous the nazis weren't using ford stuff then and i'm being serious they didn't they isn't it famous that they used all the bmw engines in their planes mercedes yeah it was mercedes because that well because what they did was they they went and they took over the the whole company they basically walked in to to, to carl benz and said you know what we're taking over your operation here right now interesting ford and what are you going to do say no they're going to shoot you in the back of the head throw you aside and take it over anyway Everything is now ours. Well, I'm not a big Ford fan, so we can take him off the uh, statue. That's fine. what about uh, great artists? This one might hit you a little harder. The chest, Andy Warhol. Uh, this surprised me. Uh, I always thought he was a weirdo. I never held him in high regards. Of course, I he was, was a weirdo, a weirdo, but in a good way. Yes, I, I would agree with Brewski on that. Um, but I mean, sometimes when you meet a, a someone, oh, oh I'm going to use Brewski as an example. <laughs> Brewski's a weirdo in a good way. But if you want a really good weirdo, sometimes you got to take the good with the bad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so what like was a, he doing? Something with underage boys. Seems no, dude. I oh, thought okay. the same thing, and shame on both of us. Uh, Andy Warhol, as uh, you know, we look at him as an artist and think, oh, my gosh, dude, you uh, did great things. You're so original. Well, he often took credit for other people's work. He's known as a big plagiarizer and got caught for it over and over and over again. And here we hold him in high regard as an artist for introducing us to the Campbell soup can. He didn't invent that can. I thought that was, uh, that was his can. <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't that the he did plagiarize? plagiarize? It, right. yeah. It's Popeye, but yeah. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. Uh, I'm noticing a thread here. Like with artists, I think I myself personally and most of society give them a big wide berth, a big threshold. Yeah. They're yeah. artists. Of course, there's weirdness in their background. The politicians or the industry leaders, uh, I seem to be holding them to a higher standard because you're not known for creativity in whatever warped place that came from. You know? And most right. of those people have advanced education. Not many artists have advanced education. So if you have advanced education, you should know better and should be doing more research on what you're saying before you say it. Yeah, no, that's fair. So, all right, I'm throwing my Warhol out the, throwing out with the garbage tomorrow. So. All right. Uh, and when we mention the name Thomas Edison, it's obviously clear how he brightened our lives yeah. uh, with the invention of the light bulb. Sure. Uh, we're thankful. Uh, he often claimed his rival's ideas, though, were his own and ran a smear campaign against Nikola Tes Nikolai Tesla. Right. Uh, he also publicly electrocuted animals to show yep. that Tesla's technology was unsafe. So he would do a town square and get a dog out there and just electrocute him to death. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, founding father era. So again, there's all sorts of baggage there. But I, I've heard this a, a lot. Like when Thomas Edison was taught in school, there was a whole chapter about everything he stole from Tesla. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that has kind of been part of his, uh, you know, his legacy. I thought so because I've seen documentaries on it. So I mean, we have to, you know, we we know about it, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Again, you know, the Saturday morning cartoon version of him. Uh, he's the the kite guy, right? The string. Yeah. No, that's Ben Franklin. No, yeah, oh, that's you're, right. you're right. Sorry. <laughs> they look who, the who, by, who, by the way, was actually America's first millionaire, but he was also um, a, a big time uh, philanderer, like ladies' man, and uh, quite the. Um, you're uh, talking about Ben Franklin now. Yes, yes. Yeah. Ben Ben Franklin was was like what you would call a rock star because he was he had chicks all over the place. He had a, the rumor is, is he had a lot of fun and a lot of chlamydia. Exactly. Yes. I'll give him a statue for that. But uh, otherwise, yeah. Edison, no, I, uh, I I think he historically, I think we've looked at it correctly in, in a lot of ways. But it's like Columbus. Some people forget about that or whitewash over it. But uh, yeah, you know, I've heard his negatives. What do we think about Steve Jobs, the tech visionary? Well, I, my short answer is uh, I love my iPhone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, he, of course, has the knock, as Brewski's brought up before. If He came up with the ideas, but he didn't do anything else besides tell the people to go figure it out for him. Right. Yeah. So what would he do? His treatment of others, including um, denying fathership of his daughter and refusing to pay child support, raises questions about his character. He also spontaneously fired employees and asked them uh, invasive questions during their interviews and exit views. <laughs> so uh, he's just, I think, kind of known for being a creep. And I mean, come on, you deny that that's my daughter and you're uh, I'm he's a billionaire, right? Pay some child support, bro. I mean, maybe that was before he became a billionaire, though, you know, well, pay your child support. bro. Well, exactly. I, mean, I don't care how much money you have. Pay your child. Yeah, I support. get that. Yeah, for sure. No, that's fair. I don't know what the nuance of that story was. According to the movie I saw, his daughter's the reason he invented the iPod. So, uh, you know, at least he ended strong. All right. <laughs> uh, what do we think about Charlie Chaplin, and do we know who he is, audience of the vocal minority? A little <laughs> tramp? Of course we know who he is, uh, but he was in the Nazi era, too, wasn't he? He's the only guy who dressed up like Hitler for <laughs> programs and got wait, away with it. Wait, right? wait a second. Wait. I think Hitler... Stole uh, the mustache from Charlie Chaplin. You could be right, Brewski. I didn't ever think about that, but yeah, yeah, you could be exactly. Right. Keep in mind, also, Charlie Chaplin did all his own stunts. Oh yeah, I mean, he was uh, he was a fantastic actor of the time, and uh, did he was the Tom Cruise of that century. Well, yeah, that, for sure. I saw the uh, Robert Downey Jr. movie years ago, and uh, they did a pretty good job showing that that guy had a lot of skeletons in his closet. The whole acting thing with him, I mean, how hard is it to act when it's a pre-talkie? <laughs> we don't have to talk, yeah. There's right. Fair yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know what I mean? A hundred percent. I mean, I guess, you know, it's in how you uh, physically act and, and your expression in your face and, yeah. and that sort of thing. But as far as reciting lines or anything like that, I mean, you didn't have to memorize a script or anything. Look, I, res I respect art in general, and our all art is subjective. I appreciate the contributions, but, yeah, watching them today, just like, uh, why are you running so fast? <laughs> I mean, what, what is this all about? That's the what I'm saying about old movies. They don't hold up very well, so... Uh, listen, again, Charlie Chaplin was idolized as far as his role for being that transitional actor into the talkies and all that stuff. Yeah. Noah held him up for 
any sort of other reason. So a lot of his, uh, you know, sexual shenanigans and drunkenness and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, at least he wasn't fatty Yarbuckle. That's all I got to say. He tried to force his wife to get an abortion. He married a 16-year-old when he was 29 and continued to marry much younger women as he got older. I mean, come on. They're He's just trading right. in. You know, I mean, come on. All these these people we're bringing up are crazy. Here's Albert Einstein. Uh, he had a great um, personal life. I don't know what it was, but uh, I, these are people. I mean, I guess I appreciate your contributions to society, but I never think of these people like, wow, the hero, Mr. Einstein. Again, like, yeah, what are we holding people up for? I mean, he was a scientific genius and discovered all sorts of uh, helpful things that led to technological advancements and everything else. But we don't hold him up as a moral person or some sort of, you know, peace lover or something. I guess it just goes to show you never know what's going on in someone else's house. You know, they always say that. Yeah. Uh, he treated his wife uh, very poorly, including giving her a list of harsh conditions to live by. Uh, he helped influence the Manhattan Project and, uh, yeah, just treated his wife really poorly, almost like she was kidnapped and had to live by his rules. Yeah. I think that went on a lot back then. According to his wife, he did all those. (laughs) (laughs) He did, you know, like Nick said, uh, influence the Manhattan Project. So then that goes to the whole Oppenheimer discussion and, you know, was that a good or a bad thing? What they created, you know? Yeah. yeah, I mean, history would tell you that those were great men that discovered a great thing. I understand it opened Pandora's box, but it also stopped a war. And sure, 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 sure. So, yeah, I get it. That That's not enough, you know, historically looking back as to whether we should have nuked a bunch of people or not. Uh, yeah. Being lousy to his wife, I mean, that's not cool, man, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, bro, that's not cool. Right. Stop Still a genius it. in some ways, so. Well, we do know now that E equals MC squared, right? Yes. We don't know what it means, but yeah, we know that formula. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a t-shirt that says it. That brings us to the last uh, twisted person on our list, dude. Well, I suppose, I suppose we, we could have a discussion about just about anybody, really. Sure. Uh, you can look at a lot of people's lives. I mean, you look at uh, Jim Brown, who passed away not that long ago. Great NFL player. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and also he did a lot of great things in the black community, starting the American foundation and trying to get kids out of gangs and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But then on the, other, on the other side of that, he was also physically abusive to, to women he was involved with James Brown, the great music he gave us. And yeah. we all know his personal life. I mean, like she said, when you go to the world of music musicians, there's going to be some shenanigans in their background, especially if you're, uh, you know, me too era. You know, back in the 80s, all of our favorite rock bands were exploiting the crap out of women. <laughs> hey, you know, groupies and whatnot. I'm talking about. And, look, look, look at the, what do you call it? Uh, Mr. Kip Winger. Daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me. The song 17. Right. 17. Yeah, exactly. Ted Nugent, dude. I mean, oh. on, all these people. Well, uh, Nugent, Nugent's a, a much different situation. I mean, hell, she, she was, what, 14 or 15? And on top of that, he had her parents sign guardianship over to him so that he could have sex with her. And then if they couldn't bring up statutory rape charges because you can't testify against your husband. Are you a sex offender? Yes, he was, dude. Uh, legally. He married her. <laughs> <laughs> He's a whore. Yeah. 
No, it's a tricky thing, and uh, it depends how far you want to dig into someone's past. As I have said many times in my life, like most people think I'm a great guy, but it depends on who you talk to. Uh, some <laughs> right, people tell yeah. you I'm the worst scumbag on the planet. So We all have uh, these skeletons in our closet. If you can look back over the decades, uh, we all got them. Uh, whether you want to admit it or not, it's up well, to you. And in all seriousness, some of these stories about ex-wives that have said, oh, he actually did this, that, or the other thing, like... I've learned the hard way that uh, not everything a woman accuses men of is true. So it's tough, especially when someone's dead and gone. And now you're writing a book saying John Lennon used to smack me around or whatever. Like, yeah, where were you back in the day? Did you call the cops? Did you do anything about it? Is it documented by anyone but you? They always say that's uh, that's the tough part with all of this, right? That I mean, we have to be able to give people the emotional room to come forward with some of these things that they couldn't come forward with then they weren't brave enough or 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 just couldn't do it and uh so yeah we have to listen but yeah i don't know what to tell you dude uh everyone is no one's good that's why we all talk about oh i'm not the perfect person yeah no one is so people have mistakes they made and some are worse than others well we did a whole podcast recently about you know everyone apparently has a secret life that they've let someone in on but 99.9 percent of you would never know about it so yeah it's that one person now narking on john lennon or whoever it is to say well listen he actually did this terrible thing and now that he's dead i'm going to tell you about it like I don't know if it's fair or not, but it does make it tough when you can't defend yourself, dude. You know, <laughs> I mean, you do feel bad for a person that's like, no, that's not the way that went down. How did I get put in the book like that, dude? That's not the way it went down. Right. You know, there's a fantastic book that came out years ago that for me was a complete page turner and it was just so dirty and awesome called Full Service by this yeah. guy named Scotty Bowers. Okay. And back in like the, 40s right after world war ii scotty bowers started getting hooked up with uh, some hollywood types had come to the gas station where he worked mm. and before you know it scotty bowers was hooking up people like according to him i should say people like cole porter with uh hot young strapping former marines so they could um speak it to the microphone and, and that sort of thing and yeah, a little sex party a lot of people he's spilled stories about spencer tracy katherine hepburn i mean mm. who's who in hollywood he was the one that was hooking them up with men and women and well, and, and at the time he the, there was a, a need for that because there were a lot of people back then like makeup artists and hairstylists in hollywood weren't women at the time they were men and a lot right. of them were, were gay men you couldn't even be gay and be a Hollywood hairstylist or makeup artist, you had to keep your personal life on the down low. So whenever these dudes got a little randy, they'd go by the gas station and Scotty would pump their gas, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Listen, it's tough to judge people in hindsight, and it's tough that somebody may have had a terrible, you know, time in their 20s, done terrible things, but then they atoned or realized, you know, I should be treating people this way. And, you know, do you look at the good or the bad? And I think you got to go on a case by case basis and find out how egregious it is, how much we didn't know at the time. But my short answer tends to be when someone dies, it's okay to honor the good thing, unless they're known for being a terrible person, unless they're Hitler or the Unabomber, like, you know, you can dig something up on almost anyone. So it's okay when they died, I, I think, to focus on the good. And now they're dead and gone. So move on. I disagree, dude. I don't think we should be focusing on only the good. I think that we should look at this for what it is. If it's true, if it's reported, let's just learn both of it. 
Don't you don't think we should do that? I mean, I, I again, it, I would be more on the side of report these things while these people are alive, and let's have the debate while they can offer their you know counter to Hopefully. it. Hopefully, the founding yeah. fathers. I get obviously we couldn't have done it; it's too far yeah. gone. But you know, so that's why I said with the founding fathers, teach these things, teach the whole nuance, and then let people weigh the good or the bad. Wow. And in the case of someone like Ted Kaczynski, I'm sorry, but the, there's nothing that that they can do to justify what they've done. So you you can't yeah. just ignore, like you said, Steve. You can't just ignore their side of the story. Because obviously what you did was awful. You're an awful person. Yeah. I mean, what did Hitler do that was so great? You know, like, I I haven't heard anything. I don't care if he donated to charity once. That's a drop in the bucket compared to the (laughs) obviously terrible things he has done. So, you know, do you go the other way and debunk a a Gandhi, a John Lennon, or somebody who's known for preaching peace? Like, you know, sure, have the conversation. But I would be more of an advocate of having it while they're alive still. So, yeah. I'm going to continue to say, who am I, freaking Gandhi? Who am I, freaking Mother Teresa? Nothing has changed. Having said that, Michael Jackson's off my iPod, so apparently sometimes <laughs> I, I will <laughs> draw a line. So. You told him to beat it, huh? Yes, I did. And stop uh, playing him on the total of the 80s for me. I hate when I have to announce Michael freaking Jackson's coming up. That's the only reason I have, still have him on there. You notice he doesn't play in the 90s at noon, right? <laughs> you were playing black and white for a little while, I thought. Uh, he's in Music Master, but whenever he pops up on the log, it's just to get it through rotation, I delete it. Yeah. I've never played it. Well, that's very nice. Yeah, Nick programs the station we uh, work at. And yeah, he does the 90s at noon and drops Michael Jackson. But somehow in my total 80s that Nick picks the music for, I still got to put him with Michael Jackson. So. Yeah. <laughs> and or, or maybe I should put some R. Kelly in the show, too. Just yeah. to kind of even it out a little. Yeah. Again, he's alive. We're talking about it. We know he's a scumbag. So I'm. Okay. And what good has he done that would outweigh the bad, by the way? So. I believe I can fly. Yeah. That's another atrocity right there. So. No, what are you talking about? That song gives me hope and. <laughs> And no, it, I believe I can touch the sky whenever it comes on. Dude. Mm, uh, no, okay. This is the moral conundrum we must all weigh <laughs> in our musical rotation. So, good all right, that's going to do it, fellas. Another edition. What is it? Fifty three, Steve. Uh, Fifty four. Fifty four. The vocal officially minority. older than me. Yeah, that's go. right. We've <laughs> outlived Brewski, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for your support in that. You can yep. see us on our webpage, thevocalminority.net. Uh, a couple of shows, podcasts, each and every week. So thanks for picking them up. Yep. Check it out. Spread it around. Find some of the socials. It's set to rock. Test one, two. Test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds. Steve Harness. And Cousin Brewski. The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.